thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Nick. I want to start with a fairly hackneyed question, which unfortunately I have to ask. How do we know that this laptop belonged to Hunter? And how do we know that the emails were real? Good question. Um, we obviously did our due diligence after we got the contents of the laptop um, that it came from Rudy Giuliani and he and his lawyer had uh, already done their due diligence, but that was obviously not enough for us. So um, we did a number of things. Um, we went down and uh, interviewed the man, John Paul Mac Isaac, who was the owner of the Mac repair shop in Delaware, where Hunter Biden abandoned his laptop, his waterlogged laptop, laptop which he'd taken in there for repair uh, in April of 2019. And um, we saw the uh, docket that was signed by Hunter Biden with the signature that's verified against other public documents, such as um, his um, something to do with his uh, this lawsuit against him for a paternity suit uh, and a number of other public documents with his signature on them. Um, and uh, as well, uh, John Paul MacIsaac had an FBI uh, docket uh, because he called the FBI and told them about the laptop and the contents that he was concerned about. And they came and took it away and uh, left a subpoena document. Um, and then uh, the actual contents of the laptop. Now, um, we have uh, since cross-checked uh, those emails with some other recipients of those emails. One of them is quite famous now, Tony Bobolinsky, who was a partner of uh, or former partner of Hunter Biden in one of their Chinese business ventures. And uh, Tony Bobolinsky's name appears as a recipient on several of the emails on Hunter's laptop. He confirmed that those were his emails. And he also handed over uh, to the FBI, but also to the Wall Street Journal. And I have this trove of information, the contents of three of his phones, which had uh, thousands of documents, uh, emails, WhatsApp messages, um, text messages, and so on, um, that correlated with the material on Hunter's laptop. And then there's another point of light, uh, which is the Senate um, inquiry in which Chuck Grasley and Ron Johnson, who were the uh, at that point the... Um, the chairman, Republican chairman of that committee, and they did some investigation into Hunter Biden's business dealings because there'd been a number of um, suspicious transaction reports which happen when there are overseas money from overseas coming in over a certain amount of money. Um, and uh, those had flagged and they inspected those and did a whole lot of other uh, investigation um, subpoena documents and uh, produced um, several reports, a couple of reports and a supplemental report um, before the election. And again, those documents, that material correlates with other material on the laptop. Then there's, um, you know, personal material, photographs. We didn't publish many of those um, for privacy reasons, but uh, we published some of them just to show that there are photographs there that pertain to Hunter Biden's life. They are of Hunter Biden, of his friends, of his family. Um, and uh, also there are photographs there, which we published just a, a couple of, just uh, to show his extreme drug taking uh, that's documented a lot on the laptop. And we did that in part to show the authenticity of the laptop, but also to show that this is a man who during 
uh, you know, this extreme, he's admitted it in his own book, crack addiction uh, for several years, was also earning $83,000 a month from the crooked energy company in Ukraine, Burisma, um, to be on their board of directors. Now, uh, you know, if you if you look at the lifestyle that's been charted on the laptop over that period, you just can't believe that uh, Hunter could have uh, done anything, any sort of work that would be commensurate with that kind of reward. It's interesting because there's a concerted effort right now uh, from the Biden camp to rebrand Hunter um, as a little bit of a a victim or at the very least a redeemed soul. Uh, they He recently appeared on Jimmy Kimmel, who seems to be a democratic propaganda arm dressed in comedian's clothes. <laughs> and that entire interview they spent making light of crack addictions. At one point, Jimmy Kimmel made a joke to Hunter, did you buy that crack from a man dressed in a Spider-Man suit? So... On one hand, as you said, we've got this man that's earning an extreme amount of money involved in shady business dealings. And on the other hand, he's a poor crack addict. Uh, Which one is it? Well, it's whatever suits Hunter Biden and his family at the time. So um, the book, I think, is an effort to uh, launder the information that's very damaging that's on the laptop. Um, Hunter Biden, in fact, told one of his softball interviewees or interviewers um, that you don't need uh, the book, the laptop. You've got a book, and the book <laughs> purported to be, uh, you know, a real tell-all about his life and uh, all the questions that people have about it. But in fact, it only focused on one aspect of his life, and that is the drug addiction. Uh, it, it glossed over uh, almost everything else, including. There's something that I think is quite important and goes to character, which is the fact that um, in in 2018 uh, he was having um, an affair with his brother's widow. He uh, at this point was divorced from his wife, and he was also going, um, you know, uh, seeing going to strip clubs, uh, spending lots of money on hookers, and. Um, he got a woman pregnant in a strip club in from Washington. Um, now, he in the book claims that uh, he can't remember the any encounter with this woman, this fleeting encounter, supposedly, um, and that she came after him for uh, a paternity suit, um, which she did, which she won. She got DNA evidence that he was the father of her daughter, who's now aged about two years old. Um, now, he refused to acknowledge uh, the child's existence. And in the book itself, he says that he is the father of um, four children, um, sorry, three daughters, um, he says, but he has another daughter, which he doesn't mention. So um, he's really the father of four daughters. Uh, and he also has now a son with his new wife, who he married, um, I think, 10 days after they met in California. So um, he's left this child, he's completely airbrushed this child out of his history and his family life. Um, But what makes it even worse is the fact that he says that he only doesn't even remember this woman. And yet when you look at the laptop, there was a, a long period of possibly at least five months in which he knew this woman in which 
he put her contact details into his phone in which he smuggled her into the back door of his office in Washington, D.C. Uh, and when um, the building management objected to this happening after hours because there are a couple of embassies in the building and it was a security problem and requested that he bring his uh, visitors in the front door if they're coming in after hours so they can go through security. He took great umbrage at this and wrote a very long, I think, 1,200-word letter castigating the poor building manager and giving the entire resume of this the woman, the, the stripper, London Roberts, who was the mother of his uh, fourth child, um, and saying that she is, a, you know, the, the basketball coach of not only my daughter but also Barack Obama's daughter, Sasha, because they go to school and went to school at the same school mm. in Washington, D.C. And so really um, kind of pulling rank and uh, declaring that this woman who he knew everything about her, including um, what her basketball statistics were when she was in high school and uh, how well she was doing at her uh, university degree that she was currently in at Georgetown. Um, so he was au fait with every aspect of her life right back to her childhood at that point, and yet Somehow, when he writes the book, he can't remember anything about her. So, um, you know, I, I think it's inconvenient for him that the laptop is out there. Um, it became the legal property of John Paul Mac Isaac, the Mac Repair shop guy, because uh, Hunter had signed the form saying that he would pick it up within 90 days and pay the bill for repairing it. And Hunter did not do that, even though poor Mr. Isaac was uh, texting him and phoning him and trying to get him to come and pay his bill and take away his property. Uh, and then after 90 days, it, it legally fell into the property of Mr. Isaac, who then just left it in his uh in his shop for several months before he saw uh, all the stories about the upcoming impeachment of Donald Trump over um, the Ukraine uh, situation where he had a phone call with the Ukrainian prime minister and said to him, well, you should investigate Hunter Biden and the dodgy dealings that he's had in That's Ukraine. Right. And uh, he was impeached for making such suggestions over the phone. And, uh, and when John Paul MacIsaac saw this on television, he thought, well, I remember seeing this uh, information about Ukraine when I was transferring the contents of the laptop because it's all over the laptop. And, um, and so he decided he would call the FBI and see if uh, this information would was worthy of being investigated. And, of course, the FBI did nothing with it. They sat on the laptop. It never appeared anywhere. And uh, so after another nine months or so, um, Mr. Isaac decided that he would try and contact someone in power to pass this information on. And he tried a couple of uh, Republican, uh, Republican congressmen and a couple of other people and uh, got no response. And then he saw Rudy Giuliani, who was uh, is the former mayor of New York, but also at that time was the private uh, solicitor lawyer for Donald Trump. He saw him talking about Ukraine and uh, and so Mr. Isaac thought, well, I'll contact Rudy Giuliani since no one else will listen to me. And lo and behold, Rudy Giuliani, of all the people, uh, with all the emails and the communication that he receives, um, his lawyer, who who uh, looks after his communications, actually read uh, Mr. Isaac's email and thought that it was worth looking into and contacted him. 
and then had the, the laptop or the hard drive um, uh, FedExed to his home and then he did the due diligence and he and Rudy looked through it and saw what they regarded as being several crimes that had uh, were, there was evidence of on the laptop, including quite considerable graft coming from China from various mm. deals that Hunter Biden and his business partners were doing in China, uh, which was basically um, based only on the influence that Joe Biden, uh, who was for a good portion of, of this laptop, uh, was the vice president. And um, the most stark example of that is uh, in 2013 when um, Hunter Biden travelled to China, to Beijing, with Joe Biden, then vice president, on Air Force Two. And Joe Biden was going to China with some pretty urgent business on behalf of America and her allies, including Australia, uh, to request that President Xi uh, refrain from militarising the islands in the South China Sea, which are now uh, just out of control, uh, and also to stop um, you know, stealing America's intellectual property and so on. There's a, a lot that, that could have been done at that time to try and arrest China's aggression. And uh, Joe Biden went to, to Beijing and had several meetings. He's boasted about how many face-to-face -face hours he's had with President Xi. He took along Hunter Biden, who, um, you know, was not all that visible, but is visible in quite a few uh, photo opportunities in the background where um, Joe Biden is meeting with uh, President Xi. And um, the other thing that uh, Hunter Biden did was he arranged for his father to meet with uh, one of his business Chinese business partners, Jonathan Lee, uh, in the lobby of a hotel and shake hands. Now, um, you know, anyone who knows the way uh, that Chinese politics works, um, these kind of um, influence networks, these uh, little princelings, they're called the offspring of the senior um, regime members, uh, are the, the money and the graft goes to the family members. Um, and uh, it, in, in that way, it's a sort of a corruption that isn't corruption. And this is was completely understood by the Chinese. And um, shortly after Hunter Biden left uh, Beijing. He and his partners managed to pull off a $1.5 billion deal with a subsidiary of a Chinese bank. And this is something that Goldman Sachs and none of the other really big uh, funds had been able to pull off. But somehow Hunter Biden and his hapless friends managed to uh, pull this amazing feat off. And, uh, and I'm sure it had absolutely nothing to do with the fact that Hunter travelled on Air Force Two no. with the vice president to China. It's extraordinary. And it brings us to really uh, the point where this story was, was buried. Um, and I guess we're getting a fairly clear indication now of why that story was buried. Uh, do you think it was that big tech and these establishment media companies wanted Donald Trump to be out and Joe Biden to be in, or was it a combination of both here? Oh, 100%. Uh, Trump was a clear and present danger to uh, to all the elite institutions in America. And um, Joe Biden, uh, you know, all the media basically was in the tank for the Biden campaign. And there was such embarrassment and finger-pointing after the 2016 election when um, many Democrats and left 
wingers were saying that it was the media's fault that Donald Trump became president because he got all this free publicity and mm. no one really took him seriously and therefore his, the threat wasn't neutralised. So they weren't going to make that mistake again. Um, Donald Trump also had been um, very aggressive against uh, the big social media companies uh, because, it, I mean, they're basically too big um, and they're, they've shown how powerful they are. I mean, they managed to um, deplatform the, the leader of the free world, Donald Trump. Um, they, uh, they're bigger than any government, more powerful than any government and are unaccountable. And uh, they control the, the main, I guess, communication channels. So, uh, and, and, you know, Google, for instance, um, can manipulate search results in such a way that uh, it manipulates the news that people that is available to to people so that bad news or news that's un, uncomfortable for for them uh, is buried and news that's beneficial for them is brought to the top and that's these sorts of um, manipulations are done really without most of the public understanding it so um, the, there were some Republicans and Donald Trump who were intent on trying to uh, sort of trim the sales of big tech. So that would be one motivation. Um, and uh, basically the story, when we had the story, it was inconvenient for all of those vested interests who wanted Joe Biden to win because really if the story were fully um, exposed and explored, it 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 reflected very badly on Joe Biden because he had always sworn blind that he knew nothing about his son's uh, business dealings. It had nothing to do with him. And, and, you know, people just took that for granted, even though the optics of, uh, of Hunter Biden sort of operating and influence peddling in his father's wake around the world in the countries that Joe Biden had um, carriage of for the United States, it, that looked bad. But there was no direct evidence that Joe Biden was involved. And so the, what the laptop did was provide direct evidence. And that was um, our story, our first story that we uh, published on the front page on October 14, revealed an email between a senior executive at Burisma, that um, corrupt Ukrainian energy company, and Hunter Biden thanking him for arranging a meeting in Washington, D.C. with then Vice President Joe Biden. Um, and, you know, there were other documents that we also um, brought out to, during the course of our reporting, including um, a divvying up of one Chinese deal with 10% going to Hunter Biden to hold for the big guy, which, mm. uh, you know, you, you can tell from the laptop, from various other communications that uh, Joe Biden is often referred to as the big guy. Uh, Tony Bobolinsky, Hunter's former business partner, also confirmed that Joe Biden was the big guy. So uh, there was evidence there that was needed an answer at the very least uh, that showed that Joe Biden was at least aware of Hunter Biden's business dealings, if not uh, intimately involved in them. And um, so our story came out and within a couple of hours, Facebook and Twitter had basically censored it. Uh, Twitter ended up locking the New York Post account for two weeks. Um, the rest of the media uh, used that blocking, that censorship by big tech as a, sort of an excuse 
to not explore the story, to discredit the story. And then um, very soon after that, you had these uh, 50 former intelligence officers, including, uh, you know, the very discredited John Brennan, um, who was the former head of the CIA, who was involved in the Russia collusion hoax, and also James Clapper, uh, again, similarly, um, who also James Clapper admitted to lying under oath uh, before Congress. So a number of... um, these former intelligence people who on paper look pretty good, but in in reality, uh, many of them were involved in the, um, you know, the WMD hoax that that was the pretext for the Iraq war. Uh, Many of them were in charge when um, the intelligence services missed completely the 9-11 attacks. Um, So they're a motley crew. But they put out an open letter saying that, in their expert opinion, the laptop was Russian disinformation. And they'd never seen the laptop. They'd never contacted anybody who had seen the laptop. They knew nothing about it. They knew nothing about the contents. They just were running cover for uh, for the Biden campaign because, really, these this is what these people are extremely partisan and they've been playing a partisan game Uh, for a long time, so at least since the 2016 election, but very much before that as well. So um, effectively it was what Donald Trump used to call the deep state came out all guns blazing to crush our story, uh, to make sure that as few people as possible could see it. And remember, this is only a couple of weeks before the election. So by that stage, a lot of people had already voted. There was a lot of early voting because Mm. of the pandemic. Um, so we know that um, we don't really know what effect it would have had if the story had been allowed to run like a normal story, but we do know that there were polls taken after the election which showed that, um, I can't remember what it was, but it was a majority of Biden voters had never even heard about the story, and uh, of those, uh, a majority probably would have changed their vote had they known. 